Hide and Seek by Charles Simic Haven't found anyone from the old gang. They must be still in hiding, holding their breaths and trying not to laugh. Our street is down on its luck, with windows broken, where on summer nights one heard couples arguing, or saw them dancing to the radio. The redhead we were all in love with, who sat on the fire escape, smoking late into the night, must be in hiding too. The skinny boy on crutches, who always carried a book, may not have gotten very far. Darkness comes early this time of year, making it hard to recognize the familiar faces in those of strangers. Welcome back. My name is Jonathan Strange. This is Poetry Is Us. And that was Charles Simic with Hide and Seek. I got a question for you guys. When's the last time you visited your old neighborhood? You know, the old stomping grounds. You know, where the neighborhood where you had all the freedom in the world yet you were always policed by your parents. That neighborhood. When's the last time you've been there? I personally, I've been back to my old neighborhood. I go back maybe three or four times a week. Not physically, of course, because that would cost me thousands upon thousands of dollars. No, I go back emotionally, mentally, down memory lane. I take memory lane down to Crown Heights, Brooklyn. That's where I grew up. And my life pretty much went like this. I'd wake up at home, go to school, Catholic private school that I went to. And from there, I'd go to my grandmother's house. Now, here's the thing. We moved a lot. We we're always moving in New York. But there was always one constant, and that was my grandmother's house. No matter where I woke up in the morning, I knew after school, grandma's house. And we'd spend hours there. We'd probably leave 11 p.m. and head home. That was always constant. I'd go to my grandmother's house and I'd expect a couple things. One, I'd be able to watch my cartoons after school. After that, I'd be able to switch over to those primetime cartoons on Cartoon Network. As long as I had my Powerpuff Girls, my Ed, Ed, and Eddie, my Courage the Cowardly Dog, I was good. And then, of course, depending if it was Monday or Thursday, I'd probably watch wrestling as well. And that was my schedule. That was my life. And, of course, we had friends in the building. Third was a three-story building. Third floor, second floor, first floor. All the kids in the building knew each other. We all played up and down, running up and down. From the rooftop to the basement, all the way outside to the concrete floor. Because, of course, we didn't have backyards. This was New York. This was Brooklyn. We had concrete. If you fell, you felt it. That was my life. And I took it in. That was our neighborhood. That neighborhood belonged to us. Whether it was rollerblading, double dutching, racing, you named it, everyone did it. Fire hydrants on during the summer, water guns. That block belonged to us. But then, of course, life, like I've said before in this podcast, does what it likes to do. And it likes to flip things on its head because nothing can stay constant forever in life. 
Eventually, we started getting older. And of course, I'm getting older, which means my family, the adults are getting older. My grandmother, the matriarch of the family, eventually passes away at 90 years old. Very good age. She passes at 90. Once she disappeared, everything kind of fell apart. My grandfather, I think, with a fear of being alone, remarried rather quickly. My mother, who kind of looked, of course, looked to her mother as a beacon, kind of felt like she needed something. She needed a huge change since her mother was gone. And because, of course, we're teenagers now in Brooklyn, New York, regulating us just got that much harder. So, of course, she moved to Georgia. Of course, she took her children with her. Now, trust and believe, I was not a fan of the move to Georgia. But what are you going to do? I was 16 years old. My mom's coming to Georgia. I got to finish high school. Here I am in Georgia till this day. But like I said, I always had a soft spot for that neighborhood. That was my neighborhood. So 2007, we go to Georgia. We don't go back to New York until 2012. Was that five years? We go back to New York. We go back to that old block. And I notice a couple things. One, everybody's gone. Which I could understand. We disappeared. Why shouldn't everybody else? But everyone was gone. Everyone in that apartment building, gone. Everybody up and down that sidewalk, gone. Everybody across the street, gone. Some of them passed away. Some of them, some of them just moved away like we did. And some of them, we have no idea what happened. And then of course, the people who live in there now, let's just say they don't necessarily look like me. The neighborhood's received this amazing paint job, an amazing facelift. And if I wanted to live there right now, I couldn't afford to. A building that I lived in for 15, 16 years, that I went there every day. My soul was in that building, my DNA. I've fallen in there, I've cried in there, I've laughed in there. Like I said, on that sidewalk, when you fall on that sidewalk, you feel it. No backyards, you felt it. I've bled on that sidewalk. And yet now, there's no room for me in that, that block anymore. When life combined with tragedy ends up pushing the neighborhood out of the neighborhood. It's a sad, sad, sad day. But what are you going to do? There are new families there now. I guess I can think to myself, hey, let them create their own memories on this block now. On this block that has no room for me anymore. In this poem right here, the man thinks about his own neighborhood. And he thinks about all the people that he knew. Now for him, he pretends they're hiding. Could be a good coping mechanism, maybe. He pretends they're all just hiding. And they're all going to come out of their hiding spots eventually. I, on the other hand, I'm not thinking that way. No one's coming out of their hiding spots. That block is no longer my block anymore. 
there's not much you can do when life decides to change things up. But what you can do is make the most of wherever you are. Take it in. Don't take it for granted. Thank you for joining me for Poetry Is Us. My name is Jonathan Strange. And next time you take a trip down memory lane, consider taking this poem with you. Hide and Seek by Charles Simic. Read poetry because, well, it's good for you.